Good afternoon to everyone who has their dial set to KLA 88.5 FM on this beautiful Davenport, Iowa day. You are listening to the final Live from the Hive of this school year, the weekly show brought to you by the KALA student workers. I am Ryan Schistel, joined by my fellow students, David Meyer, Sierra Mari, Brooke Hass, and Bailey Winfrey. We have the honor of sharing the air today with... St. Ambrose University President, Dr. Amy Novak, and the Chair of the Communications Department, Professor Jim Bauman. Thank you both for being here today. We will start off the show with a quick sports segment, followed by trivia. After that, we will have a quick club shout-out by Sierra, and then we will conclude the show with some questions for Dr. Novak. So, David, let's start with sports you and i are two of the sports broadcasters here for kla and football had their spring game this past weekend yeah it was it was a really fun game unfortunately i didn't get a chance to go um but i from what i've heard it was a lot of fun it was a great environment things were just it was a great uh kind of preview of what's to come in the fall for this football program that uh, from what I've heard, is really kind of turning things around from their rough uh, couple of seasons past and looking to kind of rehaul their uh, culture and a lot of their schemes. And I'm really looking forward to next season. Yeah, and the Bees have a new head coach in Vince Phillip this year. Um, he was the defensive coordinator for years at St. Ambrose, turns head coach after head coach Mike Magistrelli leaves, and Really, a lot of the players, like you said, that I've talked to have said that this is going to be a big turnaround year. They're expecting high things. And at that scrimmage that they put on, it was free admissions. They had fan versus player competitions. And they had the concession stands open to the bees. It was in the new stadium and at the St. Vincent's Complex. So it's a great way to get fans excited for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Just a great um, kind of morale building thing. A, a great way to help build this fan base up so you get more fans at uh, either the new stadium or Brady Street, wherever we're playing next year. Um, Just a great way to get fans out to any game, get uh, people excited for hopefully a good St. Ambrose football team. And then it's been tournament time for a bunch of different sports around St. Ambrose this past week. Uh, Let's start with baseball. They opened up the CCAC tournament and they were tied at seven after nine innings. They then go down by six runs in the top of the 10th, and then Cooper Huckabone walks it off in the bottom of the 10th, putting up a crooked seven spot, so the Bees win that game. And that's one of those games where it's just so exciting to start off the tournament. Yeah, a really exciting way to start off the tournament with that walk-off win. You get um, that big 10th inning after giving up six runs in the uh, top half of the 10th. You go out, and it's just guy after guy moving moving down the line moving down the order getting the next guy up to the plate getting walks hits whatever any way to get on base they were doing it and uh eventually you know you put up those seven runs cooper huckabone 
uh, singles in that winning run to walk it off. Just a fantastic way to start the tournament. The Bees would then go on to defeat Judson University by a score of 5-2 to two in the second round, and then they would end up losing to Olivet Nazarene in the third round. So now they go into the fourth round. They are on the loser's bracket side now, but they play Judson again today, actually, at 4 o'clock. I think the Bees come out again, and they beat Judson. Yeah, they already have tournament experience against Judson with that win um, already in the tournament. They have Nick Volmert pitching, who he's been hot and cold, but when he's on, he's really on, and uh, this this is the game for him to bring it. Um, he's got a really quality fastball. I think if he just uh, kind of pounds the zone, works well, and gets ahead of hitters, the Bees should have um, a good chance to beat Judson. So then in softball action, the Bees' first game in the CCAC tournament, they were winning 4-2, to two, then they get rained out for two straight days, come back, pick it up in the top of the seventh. They had bases loaded. They end up winning that game 4-2, to two, but then they fall in back-to-back games on back-to-back walk-offs, so their season comes to an end. A, a tough way to get bounced from the tournament. Uh, any walk-off loss hurts no matter what regular season, preseason, postseason. It, it doesn't matter. That's a tough way to lose. And then going back-to-back walk-off losses in tournament play is just heartbreaking, especially for uh, those seniors that that's going to be their last game. A really tough way to uh, end your season. Now, one high from that softball tournament, pitcher Erica Ralphs picked up her 100th strikeout on the year, and she's 15-6 and six now to finish off the year. Yeah, a fantastic milestone for the B's ace pitcher. Um, just just a great uh, kind of notch on her belt to say, hey, I got 100 strikeouts this year in however many innings. She was fantastic, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how this B's team plays next year. And then to close out the sports segment this week, Men's Lacrosse has their first game in the NAIA tournament on Wednesday against Aquinas College, who they had beat in the regular season. And a shout out to the men's track and field team who won their first CCAC outdoor championship ever. They had their coaching staff named as the staff of the year. They had runners named in field and track athletes of the year so a good way to end their season yeah a fantastic way to end the season going out on top literally um it's that program has been consistently one of the best sports programs in uh in the saint ambrose athletic department um constantly putting up quality seasons their first uh championship this year hopefully next year they can get back to it and uh Going back to lacrosse, best of luck to those guys out there in uh, Pensacola, I believe. It's going to be an interesting time in that tournament after getting bounced early in the uh, KCAC tournament. So that's it for sports with David and I. I am going to pass the mic off now to Bailey for some trivia. All right, I have some challenging SAU trivia questions for our two guests to go head-to-head with. All of these questions were made from the SAU history page on the SAU website. Are you guys ready? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A lot of these are numbers or years, so whoever's closest um, gets the point. 
So, and I'll have Brooke do the tallying for the scores. When St. Ambrose Seminary was founded in 1882, how many students were in attendance that first year? <laughs> I told you they were challenging. <laughs> I'll Dr. Novak. <laughs> Nine. Okay, Jim, do you have an answer? Oh, boy. I'll go 15. Jim has the closest. There were 33 male students. Wow, that was a shot in the dark. <laughs> oh, man. This could be <laughs> we might need to call for a helpline to Father George. <laughs> All right. What year did St. Ambrose become a university? Jim. 1987. That is correct. Good job, Jim. Uh, Dave told me numerous times when St. Ambrose became a university. <laughs> Dave, you gave him the answer to my question. I know you're listening. <laughs> He's getting bonus points right now. He's feeling good about it, I can tell. Ambrose hopped on the information highway and provided all students, faculty, and staff with emails in what year? Oh, my gosh. It's in the 90s. <laughs> Give it a shot in the dark. 95. Okay, Jim. Oh, well, actually, I didn't have to do that, but it was fun. Uh, 93. You two are right in between. It is 1994, oh so you both get a point. There we go. All right, this one has some math in it. In, <laughs> in 1996, the library moved from McMullen Hall to the current building. Students lined up across campus to pass books, one for e each year of St. Ambrose existence. How many books were passed? From 1882 to 2006, you said? 1996. Oh, 1996. I'm letting Jim do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to reach for my phone. I'll just take a guess out of the blue, 110. Dr. Novak, do you want to take a guess? I, I didn't do the math. Well, 96 and back to 1896 is 100, right? And then yes. you've got it from 82 to 96 is another 14. Yeah. So I'm going to say 114. That is correct. Dr. <laughs> Novak has the point. And the math department is just right now having a small <laughs> panic attack. <laughs> All right. What was the first doctoral program offered at St. Ambrose University? Ooh. A doctor of business administration. That was correct. Dr. Oh, Novak wow. has the point. In 2005, what hall opened to complete residence row? Ooh. Was it Bechtel? Bechtel was 2004. I believe it was 2004. Tiedemann? Close. I think that was late 90s. North? <laughs> Franklin Hall. Oh. I, didn't, I don't know the order of those. <laughs> Obviously. I didn't either until I, I looked at the history okay. of St. Ambrose. In 2013, a building was dedicated. What hall was it? McCarthy. It was McCarthy. All right. 
I, I just remember that because when I came in 2008, it was called Newhall and then Westall and then McCarthy. So, <laughs> All right. According to the History of St. Ambrose University page, in the single largest campaign in university history, how much was raised and what was used or what was built using that money? The new wellness center? Yes. And uh, 32 million? 18 million. Oh. Yeah, it was a lot of money. Okay. But she gets the point. Well, I didn't have the number accurate, so probably only 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. We'll okay. do a 0. 0.5. <laughs> All right, we have two questions left. <laughs> you have to show like a, yeah, like that. There That's go. good. Yeah. After the drinking age was lowered, what year did the campus pub open in the Beehive? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I believe it was called Manhattan and Martinis. That's awesome. Oh, I don't have oh. any idea. 1970s. Uh, I will go with 73. Dr. Novak? 71. Both get the point. It's 1972. <laughs> and for our final question, in 1959, the football team began a hiatus. How long was it? Ooh. Hmm. Was it to... Oh, 1959. Yes. I, was gonna, I was thinking it was maybe during World War II, but no. Not mm -hmm. after... I'm going to say it lasted four years. Four years? Jim, do you have an answer? I will go with 10. Jim has the closer. It was an 18-year hiatus. Wow. Oh, wow. Why? Um, according, I just have it pulled up. Big 10, big problem. Ambrose football begins an 18-year hiatus due to financial problems. With the emergence of television, spectators prefer to watch the Big 10 games instead of traveling to the local stadium. Oh. That's All right. when we really depended on ticket sales to run yeah. Yeah. the football program. All right. I believe we are going to Brooke Hass next. Awesome. Thank you, Bailey. And thank you again, Dr. Novak, for joining us today. We're really happy to have you. Work on my trivia, so I will be going to the history page more frequently. Wonderful. Well, we have a couple of questions for you just to finish out our episode sure. today. Um, so, our first couple of questions are from Ryan and Sierra over here, so I'm going to pass the mic over to them. So, um, I am a big foodie, I love food so much. I was wondering, what is your favorite place to eat in the Quad Cities? Ooh, I like food too, mm -hmm. so I have some different places depending on what I'm in the mood for. So I like the Thai place. I like Miss Faye's Thai food that a lot. That is my favorite. And I like the green curry, among other mm -hmm. things there. So that's good. Um, I have a couple of different Mexican places mm -hmm. that I've enjoyed, too. So Asian cuisines are my favorite. Have you been to Soy 3 Thai? I have not been, but I've heard so good things about good. it. Everything from there is so good. Chicken and dumplings are perfect. downtown, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Better good. than Miss Faye's, in my opinion. Okay. Well, good yeah. to know. I will have to check that out. From your time here, what is your favorite bee pun or bee joke? Ooh. I think the fact that bees waggle is actually kind of a unique thing. Have you seen Dan Tomlin waggle? I have not. That's see, you're missing something. <laughs> so it's a dance. Um, what is my favorite? Well, there's lots of corny sorts of bee things. There are. Yes. Some are more sweet, but 
Um, I don't know that I have a favorite one. I, do you have one? I do not. Okay. Um, another question that I have is, what is one of the most interesting things you've learned about either St. Ambrose itself or the Quad Cities area? Well, actually, on the history note, I do actually know some history, okay? So um, one of the more interesting things is that when the property was first bought here, those oaks that are out there belonged to one of the founders of the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. And his wife had actually purchased this property um, because she loved the oaks. And so those oaks are still here today. And so it was eventually bought by the Diocese of Davenport. But I think it's kind of neat that the origins are rather interesting in terms of its original ownership of that particular property. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And then last question from us is, do you have any activities you like to do with your family in the Quad Cities? Oh, yeah. We like to bike the bike trails. So we do a lot of biking along Duck Creek, the Mississippi River. Um, So those are, that's high on my list because I'm kind of a a cycling cycling person. Um, I'm also into museums so we've spent some time at the figgy art museum i like the freight house in the summer for the farmer's market that's kind of fun to be down there the river bandit stadium is cool for baseball there's a lot of neat things to do Mm -hmm. so and then we've done some things um like the um i'm gonna say it wrong but I'm going to take a stab at it. The caves, the state park with the caves, Makokoda? Makokoda yeah. State Park? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have a chance to hike there, that's really an amazing set of geological formations. And so we've enjoyed getting to sort of know the region a little bit and um, certainly appreciate all of the different opportunities to do a variety of different things here so no i agree with you i'm still learning the area of davenport and so these are good suggestions yeah no that's not that far away and there's um also petroglyphs not far away Mm -hmm. from here as well so if you're into ancient american indian history Mm -hmm. um not ancient but i mean early american indian history uh there's some really interesting work in this area um, artifacts in the area that reflect that yeah. as well too. I will so. also have to try that curry place. Yeah, try the green curry. I will. It's good. I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I just have a couple of questions mm-hmm. for you too. Um, so I guess the first one is who do you look up to for leadership or guidance? That's a great question and I always say there's different people for different situations if that makes sense. Um, So I've always appreciated when I think about the work that sometimes has to happen among faculty. um, It's a lot of diplomacy right and so it's sort of like figuring out what does person A want, what does person B want, what does the administration want and then how do we make all that happen and so one of the people I think has been sort of a stellar diplomat was a uh, figure by the name of George Mitchell and he did a pro- he engaged in a practice called shuttle diplomacy where he would sort of work his way around um, by encouraging sort of just listening sessions with different groups of people I think it's a great um, role model for us today I also have been fairly intrigued by Ambrose of Milan and I didn't know a lot about him until I arrived here and so been really grateful for some of his writings and how I think they offer us Um, a really powerful way to think about some of the complexities in our world today. So as an example, um, 
when he was engaged in sort of the important civic conversations of Milan, he often sought the input of people who were not just members of the elite or ruling class. So he would go into the poorer parts of the community. He sought the input of women, even at that time, through, you know, we're talking the late 300s. Um, he would get input from new immigrants that had arrived in Milan. So I think that offers us sort of a way of thinking about our world today and how do we bring people from various backgrounds around the table into important conversations. Um, he sold the gold-plated communion vessels to free slaves. I mean, so there's a lot there in terms of his writing that I think is helpful. Um, and then I'm certainly inspired by a number of women as well who I think are in leadership roles and have been in leadership roles or who who offer us inspiration through the written work. Um, I There's some poets that I draw inspiration from. Um, and I think sometimes in our world, being able to appreciate just where you're at, the wonder and awe of where you're at. Somebody like Maya Angelou, her work is fabulous. Amanda Gorman's work recently is outstanding. Um, so how do we use some of those literary um, heroes, if you will, to really tell a story that reminds us of awe and wonder, but also how can we use language in that way to um, open up different approaches to things or look at people from a different light. So Wonderful. Thank yeah. you. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, another quick one. Um, how do you motivate yourself when you get discouraged? It takes a lot for me to get discouraged, so awesome. I'm going to leave it like that. I grew up in a really entrepreneurial family, so we were failing all the time. My parents were starting businesses, and then they didn't work, or they were kind of working, and so you had to sort of figure out how to solve that problem. So I think in my DNA is a lot of failure, and so it's just how do you pick yourself back up and learn from that? So I don't ever think of failure as something that should be um, negative. I see it as, okay, that didn't work. What do we learn from it? And how do we move forward? And so I have to credit my parents and grandparents for really instilling in me a sense of just how to keep persisting at something or try something from a new angle and to take the risk to do something you've never done before and see if something can be improved. Sure. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's helpful. Um, one more for you. Um, do you have any words of advice for students on personal development, how you kind of keep yourself motivated, just anything within that realm? So I often tell students that um, doors are going to open and you're going to say to yourself, I don't think I can do that and you should walk through that door. Okay. So um, I was a history major. I went to a job interview to, be, um, to sell agricultural commodities. I had no idea how to do that. Um, everyone said, why are you going to talk to them? I'm like, why not? So I always say to students, why not walk through that door of opportunity and see what might happen for you, what you might learn, um, how you gain a new network, how it opens different doors for you. So when my husband was in the military, we were moving a lot, like every 18 months. <clears throat> And so you could look at that two ways. You can't keep a job or how many new jobs can I get, <laughs> right? And so it's a matter of, I think, your perspective. So because of that, I had opportunities to work with new immigrants, with mentally ill women. I had opportunities to work with um, the automobile industry, the IT sector, agriculture. I mean, so you could look at it as a negative or you can just say, what can I learn from each of those sectors that now help shape and inform 
how I approach things today. Yeah, so that's a great perspective. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pass it over to David. Pass oh, it over to Bailey, excuse me, passing it over to Bailey. <laughs> All right, I just have a couple questions for you. Who on campus has been the biggest help to get acclimated? Students. So (laughs) usually I can just go up to them in the cafeteria and ask a question and they know. (laughs) So they've been great. I I will say a lot of faculty and staff have been very supportive. So um, just I one of the things that I think is a hallmark of St. Ambrose is just how really friendly and welcoming people have been here. So it's been an entire atmosphere in the community of St. Ambrose that's made me feel really welcome. Absolutely. What events on campus have stuck out to you? Hmm. Well, I was impressed by the dance marathon effort. That was really an impressive, um, I mean, that's a lot of money to raise, an impressive level of organization. So that was fun. Um, I loved roller skating at the beginning of the year. I didn't think that was, I was trying to figure out how we were going to do roller skating, and that was kind of a cool student activities effort. Um, The multicultural house has been a neat place for students to hang out and get free food periodically. So that's been great. I've enjoyed athletics and watching lots of different sports. Um, this was my first year to watch lacrosse. So that was kind of a new, I had I had seen men's lacrosse like maybe 30 years ago, but it's been a while. And so it was fun to see the success of both of those programs this year. Um, the wrestling atmosphere was amazing against Augustana. I don't know if you were around, but that place was humming over there at Lee Loman <laughs> Arena for that first one. Um, I loved the Advent Lessons and Carols by the choir. This, so there's been a lot of Little Women was outstanding. I've been to a lot of things. So um, I wouldn't say that I have one particular thing. I just think it's been fun to watch the many ways in which students sort of take the co-curricular aspects of the experience and really build on those and grow from them. Absolutely. I think St. Ambrose has a very diverse community of different activities and events that are put on. So Mm -hmm. students can really experience anything here. Right. Yeah, I saw Good Slam Poetry at the Black Student Union Talent Show. I mean, there's there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And one final question. What are some things you are hoping to add to the Ambrose community or campus within the next couple of years? So one of the things we did this year, I don't know if any of you were involved in it, but we did seek student input on sort of our strategic planning process. And then we asked all of our faculty and staff to also give input. And so I don't personally ever think it's my decision to add something. I think it has to be built upon, you know, what are the interests? What are the needs? What does the industry tell us we might need to be doing? And so all of those factors come into how we make decisions about what we do for the future. So I think there will be some changes coming. Um, What exactly takes priority is something we're still working on as part of our overall planning process. Absolutely. Who am I going to next? Oh, we're going to David. He has some questions for you. All right. Um, I think this is just a fun question. I really like board games. Um, do you and your family have a favorite board game or just game in general to play? We have fifty-two board games in my basement, David. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is your personal? You opened the Pandora's box of question here. Love to hear. Um, it. Okay, so what is my favorite one? Or just one you like? Yeah, one that I I. There's a new one called Copenhagen that I've played recently that's pretty fun, and I also like Everdale. I don't know if you've played either of those. Um, So those are two new ones. I like Catan. 
All the versions of Catan. I there are like, so many. There are so many. Um, I like a game called Azul, which is my kids don't like. They think that doesn't have enough strategy <laughs> and it's boring. Um, I I sort of have a limit. Like I can't I can't do six hours. That gets a little bit long for me. I prefer two hours and under. So some of them, like Conquest of the Empire, you know, these take yeah. forever. Like Risk with some of my kids is a very prolonged effort. I, so, I'm a big fan of Risk. You are a big fan of Risk? Yeah. yeah. Do you have total domination Risk? Because it, it just, I want to play that with different versions. Like I want to say, if you were playing it from a socialist perspective, how would you approach this? If you were playing this from a communist or Marxist perspective, how would you approach it? If you're playing from a capitalist perspective, how would you approach it? My kids gave me the thumbs down on that. That they sounds just, so interesting, <laughs> though. <laughs> so I was trying to, you know, make it a little bit more interesting. Oh, that sounds great. Um, okay. I'm a I, real board game geek. Okay. I am. I, you just saw a nerd side of me that I don't often disclose. So I, I love it. You I, open that door, David. Good, good. <laughs> I hope to keep it open. Uh, I remember one time, I the first time I played Access and Allies, yeah. that took over eight hours. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. I love I mean, it. Like, I love and then, it. And then like somebody's winning on a small remote island in the Atlantic. And I'm like, really? But yeah, that's what happens. We did have student when we had students over. We pl- we opened the door to board games and card games, and we played a game called Dutch Blitz with a lot of them. And so we had sixteen. St- you can have up only because we have this many decks of cards. Sixteen decks of cards playing this game called Dutch Blitz, and people were crazy throwing themselves across <laughs> the table. So, um, in the interest of student health. I had to like rein that in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's actually going to be my only question. We're uh, running out of time in a little bit, so I'm going to hand it over to Brooke to close out the show. Thank you for that, David. And thank you again, Dr. Novak, for joining us. We really appreciate having you on the air today, and we hope to welcome you back again next year. Great. Sounds super. Thanks so much, Brooke. Awesome. And thanks for everyone for inviting me to be here today. Awesome. So this has been the 11th and final episode from the spring 2022 semester brought to you by KALA-FM and the St. Ambrose Department of Communication and Digital Media. Student segments were written by Bailey Winfrey, Ryan Schistel, David Meyer, Sierra Mari, Logan Howell, and Brooke Hass. And production is by David Baker back in the studio. Thanks to all who have supported and cheered us on along the way. We couldn't have done it without your support or the support of our amazing faculty in the comm department. So be sure to follow KALA on Instagram at KALA.FM and on Facebook at KALA Radio to see more events, giveaways, and station appearances. Good luck on finals, and if you're a graduating senior, good luck on your future endeavors. Thank you. Thank you.